Hello and welcome to the Rainy Day Smut Brigade, the podcast where we dissect spicy books and talk a little bit about the plot too. This is your reminder that this podcast is for mature audiences only and we will be talking about dick, actually dicks, plural, in mm-hmm. this episode. So you've been warned. Dick, 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 dick. Oh, right. Oh, we should Multi- have that. Multiple peen. TikTok sound. Have y'all heard it? No, what is? Oh my god! Stop right now! No, I've heard balls, 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 balls. I'm gonna find it and play it some at some point. You're gonna find it and play it for us. I'm gonna find it. I'm sure that people will appreciate it. They already know. They're like, why don't y'all know what Hannah's talking about? So we haven't recorded in what feels like three years forever because we're so used to it's been like a week and a half (laughs) so what's going on you guys i'm the reason that we haven't recorded Mm -hmm. because we had a new member of our family not in my (laughs) husband and i make that clear but in our extended family we had a new member of the family so i drove out of state for a week and got lots of newborn snuggles and loves Mm. and soaked in the newborn smell and then and sent us pictures of really cute babies yeah lots of pictures yes she did continuous but it was cute it was fine so adorable so it's totally worth it we love it love it but yeah i'm the reason but that's really all up and up to that and then i read kingdom of the wicked this week oh really Mm -hmm. i liked it i thought it was really good i haven't read a lot of witchy books so this was yeah i would consider it ya yeah but it was good i liked it you read that one right ashley I have, and it wasn't smutty enough for me. No, it, there's no. I kept, I kept waiting for it because there's so much tension there. So much tension, yeah. Doesn't it get smuttier as the series goes on? I heard that book three is smutty, but that's just someone who said they heard that book three was mm-hmm. smutty, so that's not from a source who's actually read it. Yeah. So I don't know. I listened to Kingdom of the Wicked, and then I listened to the last two books in the salacious player series so mm-hmm. give me more and mercy mm-hmm. not the most recent one that's coming out not the, not the highest bidder comes no. out i got pulled over by a cop in the middle of listening to mercy and i know he probably thought i was doing something illegal because when you try to turn something off so fast and you can't get your fingers <laughs> to work it was right in the middle of the scene where she was whipping him oh and i like thought. could not couldn't get it get it to turn off Oh my God, I thought you were watching TV on your phone or something. So I like turned it all the way down. I didn't get a ticket. I wasn't doing anything wrong. So no worries. But yeah, I was like, you, you charmed him. He's going to be like, you're listening to porn? Who are you? You're all flustered. I was Ma'am, so are flustered. you okay? You're sweating and your face is red. You've definitely done something. <laughs> Is this suspicious? You're like, don't be suspicious. 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 We went into that way too easily. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Allie? I was going to say something about before you went into your cop story, but now I can't remember. I was talking about. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like when I can listen to a book. Because you guys know I don't really love an audiobook. Right, yeah. But if I can have a big chunk of time like driving where I can actually listen to it and not have to stop it and get out of the mm-hmm. car and I'm much more, I feel like I can enjoy a book a lot more I can that agree way. with that. You get it all in one dose. I yeah. love audiobook. Yeah. You're good at audiobook. I love You them. both are. Yeah. I love them. I do them when I'm driving and then when I'm cleaning. Like yes. I have them on all the time when I'm cleaning. That's my problem. I don't clean. <laughs> 
That's fine. <laughs> I'm jealous of that. Granted, I say I y'all seen the state of my house. Obviously, it doesn't look like I clean that much. I was gonna say I do clean, but it no, doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do yeah. anything. When you have kids, it just no multiplies. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But for me, nothing's been going on. Just living my life. You're boring. I'm pr- well, I did do karaoke this week. Oh, you did. I did. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. You sent us at Marco Polo. What was it? What did you do? What was what your songs? Okay, this week I performed all the small things. Blink One Eighty Two. I don't know that. You don't know what? All the oh 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 okay (laughs) okay I are still you, don't know the song. I was going to say, are you lying right now? No, yeah. I know that. <laughs> okay. okay. But <laughs> I don't know the whole song. Like, I've never, oh, okay. But you I know couldn't do karaoke is. for it. You couldn't do karaoke. No. Mm, okay. Oh, my God. Blink-182 was Blink my, my jam back oh in. Oh, my gosh. What is that? Good Find Charlotte. That mature CD, parent, parental advisory. Oh, parental advisory. Sneaking <laughs> that behind my mom's back. God. I was a listening thrill. to Hawk Nelson. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> As a Christian punk rock fan. Oh, gross. Thousand foot crutch. I lived gross. off Good Charlotte, Blink-182, and then later on Imagine Dragons, I think. That was later. Yeah, later. Like yeah, in college. Later. Yeah. So I go to karaoke and I am an adult English as a second language teacher and we bring students to the karaoke and like we perf- we <laughs> help them use their english by performing songs and one i asked him what his favorite english song was and he said lincoln park mm-hmm. in the end so i was like okay we have to sing it so we sang that i don't think i sang any other songs that night i think i only did two i'm still waiting to go to karaoke i've never been to karaoke you've never which been is to crazy because you can sing I think people I know. who sing shouldn't do karaoke. No, they should. I don't know. When I go and watch karaoke, the best time I have is when people who are like giving it their all, but they can't sing. That's exactly that what I'm saying. That is the best, the and best seen- thing in the world. And it's not that I'm making fun of them. It's just I love the passion and the enthusiasm. Like, I don't give a fuck that I'm sing, singing eight notes. I don't even know how many notes there are. Whatever amount of notes off key. I'm just having fun. But I do think you'd be great at karaoke. People would, like, yeah. applaud you. People applaud the people who can sing. And people yeah. laugh at and applaud yeah. the people who can. But we really applaud the people who can sing. Let's that go. Makes me uncomfortable. We sit at the table and go, whoa, they can actually Let's sing. Let's all go and sing like a virgin. I don't know it. I know it, but I don't know it. I only sing songs that are pump up the crowd songs. That's what I said. I would do any man of mine. Ooh, Shania Twain. That's a good one. Yeah. My first time that we went, I did Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Oh, yeah. That was a good classic. Mm -hmm. How do I know country songs and not other things? Because my parents watch CMT. Yeah. Oh, that that top 20 countdown every Saturday morning? Yeah. I only know country songs from before 2005. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. That's how I know country songs and not anything else fun because I sequestered myself in the realm. You're such a good Christian little girl. Christian music labels and would not listen to what we would call the secular music because it would have a negative influence y'all oh i love making people cringe let me make you cringe again i wrote a paper i was homeschooled from fifth grade up because i went to public school yeah didn't like it then i went to private school it was even worse so i just decided to homeschool and it was probably more of my adhd fear of rejection didn't like bullying thing that it's the reason I ended up being homeschooled because I had I had been bullied but I ended up writing a paper in high school 
about why secular music was bad for you. Oh my gosh, Ashley. You <laughs> would so literally at this point I'm not even I'm not even surprised. <laughs> but the online instructor was like, first off, you can't use Wikipedia as a source. <laughs> Which is a shame because Wikipedia There's can be like a lot incredibly of good information. accurate. I think if you go to Wikipedia and you go down to the bottom and use the links that the Wikipedia account uses, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But like you can't just say Wikipedia and just like there's no Where's your evidence for this? Right. And I was like, well, they're talking about drugs and sex. Of course it's bad for you. (laughs) It's not about Jesus. It doesn't point us back to our Lord and Savior. And now I can't listen to praise and worship music without feeling like sad and a tr- little bit like ugh. the internal shame. I don't know what it is. It's not I, I don't just can't like listen it. to it because it's too cheesy. Yeah. Some of it I really, but it has to be artistic. My son is named after a Christian band. My middle son. Mm. <laughs> well, he kind of stuck with that one. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. I still it's like a pretty name. name. Yeah. It's a pretty name. Good Irish name. Yeah. What have I been up to? I read this week a demon sleep paralysis. That's right. Erotica. <laughs> yeah. Called Sing Me to Sleep. And I can't remember the name of the author. Tell me how the paralysis works. Are you talking about in the book or in real life? So sleep paralysis is when you are asleep. Right. But you wake up. You think you're awake. And you can't move. Because you're not really awake. But you feel something in the room with you, usually. Yeah. I never had that. Sleep paralysis is really weird. But a lot of the time it does involve, like, a creature. So the demon isn't having sex with her while she's paralyzed? Yes, he is. sleep paralyzed? He is. Yes. He can be in her and use his tongue at the same time Mm -hmm. because it's that long and use the tail to do other things Mm -hmm. up the bum. Amazing. Yeah. Or his tail is sensitive so she'll put it in her mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very Mm -hmm. interesting. Read a few like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not with the sleep paralysis. Yeah. I'm interested. R.M. Virtues, I think he's he was like a graduate student, but he's a like... Oh, it was written by a guy? Yeah, it was written by a guy. Oh, <laughs> and even more interesting. Yeah. It was short and it was just very erotic. How many stars would you give it? I gave it three. Okay. Just this isn't even our book for this week, y'all. We're just no. all, we're just chatting. <laughs> finished boyfriend material. I finished reading it and there was no smut. <laughs> It was fade to black. We had been led astray. I was so mad because it's so good and I wanted to do it on the podcast. Like, it is a great book. I would say go read it. Like, absolutely 100%. It's a recommendation from us. Yeah, but but we can't do it on the podcast because it's fade to black. And I mean, it's just, it really is. There is a little bit. Yeah, you can't even like work with it. Yeah, there was no, there's, they're naked together and then it fades. Scandalous. Scandalous. And then I also read, you guys, that book that was written by that dad and his daughter posted that TikTok. Mm. Oh, that's right. Got it. That's right. So it, this is a recommendation this, from the Rainy Day Smut Brigade. Yeah, that he had released 10 years ago and it hardly had any sales. And now he's he was like way up on the charts. Yeah, called he was Stone like the number Maidens. one bestseller or something. Lloyd Devereaux Richards, Stone Maidens. It was actually really good. It's a great I'm going to read it too, yeah. I'm excited. I was on the edge of my seat. At one point I screamed because I thought something was going to happen and then it didn't. Like I was <laughs> screaming. I was listening to it. I was like, no, no, please God, no. And then it didn't happen. I was like, oh, thank God. The pl- Some part, like towards the end, it feels a little bit contrived, but mm-hmm. it's still really good. It's still really good. And the detail of the work, the criminology mm-hmm. is well, good. They too. said he, it took him like 10 years to write. I know it's been out for 10 years. Mm-hmm. It took I, him forever apparently to write. I believe it. Because he did so much research on it. 
it's researched for sure. It's good. I recommend it. I say go download it. Okay. This week, the book that we're talking about is Faking with Benefits by Lily Gold. And it is a why choose romance, meaning one girl and multiple guys. And we just want to reiterate a discussion that we had a few episodes ago. We will be calling this a why choose romance instead of a reverse harem. This book is heavily marketed as a reverse harem. All of her books are. But in the book community, there have been points made that using the term reverse harem is insensitive and sometimes offensive. So we want to acknowledge that and just use a term that is not risking somebody feeling offended. So we're going to try and use the term why choose instead of reverse harem. Sounds good to me. So why do you guys think that people and particularly women seem to really like a why choose romance? I think... Because you get all the, like, get that attention mm-hmm. and that's, that intimacy from all different sides. And I think women want intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I think that, but I I would expand it to, and this is not a parallel to, like, our personal love lives, but, like, we're all moms. We're all super busy. We're working. Like, we put so much attention onto other things that it's nice mm-hmm. to feel like a hundred percent of mm-hmm. multiple people's attention are on you at yeah. once. Yeah. yeah. So I just was Googling around and I don't want to use the term researching cause I wasn't like, no, this is a job. Pulling this article, is like multiple articles and doing case studies and <laughs> stuff, but she was reading abstracts. So Google scholar, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was asking Jeeves <laughs> and, oh um, dating myself but that yeah, we're really <laughs> dating ourselves right now but from what I could see online one of the biggest points of why women seem to like it so much is like you were saying Hannah like it is a fantasy mm-hmm. like it is a fantasy that multiple men whose sole purpose is to please and to love a woman is just very alluring to women specifically I know it, it, that would be alluring to most people I think but it's just escapism like I think that's something that is really what draws me in that you're the one who is loved and cherished and supported above all else in every situation and like actually like you were saying like from multiple different people and like in multiple different ways like in a usually in a why choose there seems to be like very distinct this is the alpha this is the shy one this is they have their own little tropes and each one loves her in a way that is really their own way in a way that she needs mm-hmm. it's giving you what one man can't right. ever yep. possibly ever right. do yeah and that's okay yeah but it's a fantasy world right yeah and in this fantasy world you can just yeah have it have yeah. have it all why not <laughs> And I think something that I really like about when I read them, because I've read a ton, I love seeing the men come together. And like my favorites are the ones where they're not like already an established friend group. They like hate each other or they just don't talk to each other. They don't know each other. The men? Yeah, the men. And when they come together by the end of the book, they're like united together to love her Mm -hmm. so well. So I like to see that. But another point that I saw was another reason that people are really drawn is the power reversal mm-hmm. because it's the woman who's in charge of it. She's it's the woman it. who is being worshipped. It's the woman who is leading and making the decisions. Yeah. Because a lot of the why choose 
books tend to like really drastically highlight misogyny and like the toxic destruction on society. And it's empowering for, I know for me and for other women to read about women being the ones leading and in charge and claiming all of that for themselves. No, I would have to agree with that. And as Allie already said, our author for this week is Lily Gold. I love her name. That is a really pretty It name. makes me, it's, is that a pen it, name? That's what I was saying. Yeah. Is it, yeah. is it, is it really? so pretty? <laughs> it's so pretty. But Lily Gold is an author based in London who has written multiple Why Choose books and is a quote unquote big supporter of unconventional relationships and believes love is better shared. Mm. I don't mm. hate that. I don't hate it either. I like that. You can learn more about Lily on her website, lilygoldauthor.com. And I just want to say, I have read all of her books. Oh. Well, there's only like three or four. They're all contemporary? Yeah, they're all contemporary. It was interesting to read a contemporary why choose that had no fantasy. Yeah, like I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and I'll, sometimes I don't really like it when there's no fantasy because it just, it is such a fantasy to me like that something yes. like that could work in this time. But she does such a good job of making it seem like something that is possible in this day and age. Yes, and I think most why choose books I've read had like faded mates type of Right, thing. right. yeah. And this didn't. Yeah, or they live in a society where there's not a lot of women so it makes sense that multiple men are with one woman. Yeah. Oh, but her, the other two books are Three Swedish Mountain Men mm-hmm. and Triple Duty Bodyguards. And Nanny. Nanny for the Neighbors. For the neighbors. That's right. Yes. I would say they're well-written. Mm-hmm. They're good comfort reads. If you're looking for something that still has good plot, but you still want the smut, but you don't want to be like devastated while you read it, I feel like these are good. They're sweet and funny, but they still are like engaging enough. It's not the most cheesy thing that you've ever read. And you don't need to sit there and focus on it for three hours. Right, like you, it's yeah. not like a SJM book where I got to remember every detail. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might read them after I'm done reading my review about Snape <laughs> and giving it to Allie about um, why Snape. Dear listeners, can you please write in on your thoughts about one Severus Snape? <laughs> Do you agree that with Ashley that it is the best redemption arc in Ever. history? <laughs> okay. Or are you like me and think Snape is fine, but he wasn't a good person. We're not saying that. No one's saying. But Snape I don't is think he's person. totally redeemed in the end. I think he is. Okay. I think he's redeemed. I think he is. I agree that he's not a good person, but I think he's redeemed. Who else would you put above selfish. him? She said he was Spike, definitely selfish, right? You said Spike from Buffy. No, I I said that I think the best. Character redemption arc is Santana from Glee. That's right. You <laughs> said I never finished watching Glee. So I didn't finish the last season. <laughs> Santana from Glee. I think it's perfect. But anyways, let us know, listeners. Let's take a break and we will be. We'll come back right to the back. dicks. Dick, dick, dick. Snape, Snape, Severus, Snape, Dumbledore, Snape, Snape, Severus, Snape, Dumbledore, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. (laughs) 
<laughs> Why is it always me and Alex singing? I'm just If you were big into in. YouTube in the year 2009. In the year 3000. <laughs> what is that from? I don't know. Oh, it's oh, Conan O'Brien. Oh, yeah. Hi, um, Valley. We okay. are diverse. Look at us. We just have such a repertoire of pop culture sitting in our We're heads. We're the best fucking podcast ever. Ever. Please ever. rate us five stars just if- because we're so smart listen to you, you listeners are just jumping in on the beginning of this i know by next year you are mm. so blessed imagine when we're super famous you're gonna be like <laughs> i was there at the beginning i was there when they were copywriting people because they kept singing songs <laughs> <laughs> no oh God, I, no 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 i put that as a separate I thing say, i didn't we, put it as episode the, colors of the wind we cut those out but anyways our book this week Faking with Benefits by Lily Gold. So our book opens up on our main character, Layla, and she's on a date that, quite frankly, I didn't see. That was the first twist to me. I did not see her date trying to escape out a bathroom window. I did. Have y'all ever seen Baby Mama? Yeah, that's true. It was exactly like the beginning of Baby Mama with Tina Fey. I forgot about Baby Mama. It was like the exact thing. She's like, I want to mention having kids. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I knew he was going to leave, but I wasn't like, he's escaping out of the bathroom window. Yeah, I was like, because she she could see the bathroom door. I was so glad he paid. That was yeah. I I didn't care that he was nice. I was like, I was so freaking glad he paid. This these vegetables are wrapped in like gold foil, (laughs) the gold leaf. She's like, is this edible? I'm like, he's got to pay for this. He can't just leave. It was a five star Michelin restaurant. Wasn't it? It was something fancy. Yeah, I don't remember. So her date goes terribly, horribly wrong. And we are learning that Layla is a type A to the extreme. She's very goal oriented. She's got a list. Just she fits in perfectly with our podcast. We love a character that makes a list. Apparently <laughs> we've got one about every three books. Listen, I love a good list. One of the biggest goals on her list that she hasn't checked off yet is she wants to be married by the time she's 30 and she's starting to freak out because she's getting older she's 28 she's not even dating she's been on 120 dates i love that she hasn't gotten a second date to me that was a little far-fetched yeah i just find that really hard to believe because she's very gorgeous she does have one night stands so she does have one night stands yeah but she doesn't get a second date and that's where she's struggling and we meet her good friends and across the hall neighbors who are three guys luke josh and zach they're her closest friends, and they also have a podcast together called Three Single Guys, where they get- How relatable. <laughs> this is like a sexy new Three girl. married women. <laughs> that was what I was, in one of the articles mm-hmm. that I was reading about reverse harems and why choose, was they were saying that you will see that dynamic played out in media very commonly of the one girl versus the different guys, and new girl was one of the examples- but there, it's not sexual. What is yeah, they were saying, Nick? like, it, even when it's not sexual, we're still drawn to that. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah. I love yeah, New we're, Girl. Because we're drawn that. to that aspect of the girl with the guys who are all bringing out different parts of each other. I just want to go rewatch the whole thing <laughs> right now. Wisdom! But on their podcast, they give dating advice. <laughs> they give all kinds of relationship Related. advice. Anything like that. I think it varies a lot sex they also give sex advice mm-hmm. we do too <laughs> we listen our advice is better probably probably yeah we are women so but anyways better. they decide to help layla 
And they come up with the idea to do an experiment as a segment for their podcast where they're going to fake date Layla. Two of them decide to fake date her. They're That's helping crazy. her become better at dating and hopefully get a boyfriend. Obviously, the fake dating doesn't work out because it becomes real dating with feelings, emotions. And orgasms. And orgasms. They quickly sleep together. <laughs> Very quickly. I was not angry. I wasn't angry. I and wasn't angry, but I didn't expect the third it to happen person that joins in. Oh, and it is, he, Luke is the, Josh and Zach are the ones that immediately jump into the fake experiment. But Luke hangs back because he has reservations because Layla is his former student from 10 years prior. So I was looking at some Instagram stuff about them and a lot of people described him and on, I think it's Lily Gold's page. I just tried to pull it up, but it's my computer is blocking Instagram for some reason. They kept referring to Luke as the silver hair guy. Um, mm. And I was like, is he really that old? I did not picture him with, a- he's like in his forties and he's graying. Okay. Cause I must've just missed that. I, Cause yeah. I just yes. was like, he's what? in his forties. Yeah. And, and if you, I read the extra chapters that she sent. Oh out. yes, I did. I saw, you did, yeah. and he's in his fifties by then. Okay, yeah, I didn't know there were extra chapters. I didn't read that. Yeah, oh. if you sign up for a newsletter, there's like three extra chapters oh, of never, them it's having an epilogue. I never sign up for a newsletter. They have a family, the Polly family. But anyways, <laughs> obviously they end up together. <laughs> <laughs> but there, it. there is big heartbreak. Especially after Lay ends up telling them about the trauma that she experienced from extreme bullying while she was in high school and a terrible high school experience. But two of the men specifically really, truly hurt her and break her. But eventually they grovel and they ask for forgiveness and Layla eventually forgives them. And at the end of the book, we get a glimpse into their future where she's marrying all of them on her 30th birthday in time to check off her list. They and the end. And they live happily ever after mm-hmm. after with lots and lots of sex. They do. They are having some good sex. Okay, so what were your overall thoughts of the book? I liked it. I would give it like a solid four stars mm-hmm. out of that's, five. That's what I gave it when I reviewed it. I thought it was cute. It was funny. I love their banter. Yeah. That was like a huge selling point for me. It was very realistic. And I feel like I could hear the tone and just everything mm-hmm. about it when they were talking mm-hmm. to each other. I did not love a little bit of the gaslighting at the end. And mm-hmm. what the hell was this reunion scene? Like why that felt so. Oh, when they got the very yeah, end. Yeah. Like it was mm-hmm. just random for me. It was weird. It was I just think like, we why? needed the closure of finding out that some of her bullying was brought to light. And like, okay. I know that I needed, I know, needed to know that Amy got her punishment. Got what she deserved. That's true. And yeah. Luke needed to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also feel like Luke did not, even when he, even when, okay. So even when he was going with his ex-wife, I don't know. It wasn't enough for me. Yeah, I agree. He didn't do enough. Yeah, I don't think he stood up enough. What happened to her was really big. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm put off by the idea that someone, a teacher, is so involved with their own life falling apart that they're not paying attention at all and don't notice any bullying happening. Especially to the the severity that it was happening to her. And, like, she was telling lots of people. Like, people would have been talking about it. Yeah. I didn't like the idea that Luke was so in love with Amy that he had on these rose-colored glasses and he didn't see that she was a terrible person. And Amy is his ex-wife. That doesn't sit right with me. Like, I just don't think that you can be around a spouse and not see, like, when they're that terrible. What did y'all think about the whole storyline with the Emily who passed away when they were 18? 
I thought it was really beautiful. I thought it was really beautiful, but I also wanted to scream like it's been 12 years. I yeah. thought it was overblown. I thought it was overblown for him, but I also, as someone who doesn't deal with feelings and grief and stuff like that, you can see it's still I can on to that. see how it could really affect an 18-year-old boy. That's true. Yeah. Who okay, I can see that. Yeah. Doesn't have a great support system already and is supporting this dying girl that he loves. I really did love this book. My only two critiques were Luke and the whole Amy situation. Mm. And then with the whole Emily situation, he doesn't want her to be forgotten. That was yes. the whole problem. Right. Yeah. Was he, he felt was like it was being forgotten and he didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I yeah. think this is probably why the why choose genre, this is a popular part of the why choose genre is if that was a one in one relationship and he was so mm-hmm. held on to someone in the past, I don't, I could see myself being like, I love that you loved and mm-hmm. I love, I'm sorry this happened to you, but I can't have it be such oh, a big part I wouldn't want to like feel like I'm second place. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like in some way, some of the things he said to her were second place. But also, mm-hmm. I don't think it mattered that much to her because she was also in a big relationship. What's the look for, Ashley? I'm just saying, if anything happens to me, oh God. I will be first place forever and I better be. <laughs> we'll make sure. Okay. I'm talking about with Michael. I want my pictures everywhere. <laughs> I don't care if he gets remarried. He says he would never. But listen, No put those pictures up. I am first forever and always. I don't care. I will come and haunt that man <laughs> if he even thinks of loving someone else as much as he loves me. It he wouldn't. Not. Michael couldn't. He couldn't. He's, he might get remarried, wait, but we he's not going to love them like he loves you. We have. We need to say it. Y'all are so cute. We are cute, and that's the problem. Like, we're soulmates. So, so fucking cute. He better not. He better not. So I I get it. I get it. Like, Can my ADD brain just kick him real quick? Are you wearing a Throne of Glass shirt? Of course I am. <gasps> That's beautiful. Does it's, it have anything on the back? Yeah, it says you do not yield. <gasps> Shut. Oh, my God. That's gorgeous. That's her tattoo design. You do not yield. It's a wyvern. Or tattoo yeah, is a wyvern. Yeah. But I'm yeah. sorry. I just, I saw that and I just. I got that. Oh, that squirrel. Me, it means so Can't much focus. to me because of my mental stuff and like. Yeah, everything yeah. out there. Yeah. Up. So I love that. I love that part when she's in. She's being. She's got when she's in the iron casket. Yes. That's, yeah. And she's yeah. Do not yield. Do not yield. Okay. Sorry, y'all. We can go back. Okay, we can go back. Who was your favorite guy? You first, Ash. Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Tran. He's Josh Tran. Yeah. Such a sweetheart. Well, Hannah, who was your favorite? Josh. Josh. Yeah. I felt like he was the most genuine and just yeah. truly. I think for her. Yeah, I think, but even, I love when the guy has been in love with her for forever. Mm -hmm. And so his love of Layla and he's like, I'll take her any way that I can get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's the one that is constantly like trying to think of Layla and is this best for her? Yeah. Immediately when the other guys mess up, he's like, it's not even this. It's you hurt her in this way. Did you think about her trauma? He's always seeing her for who she is. He's such so sweet. Yeah. He's so kind and he cares about people so much. I just loved him. I loved him yeah. so much. He's selfless. He's sacrificial. Perfect guy. So what do you think about like just the whole dynamics of their relationship? I think it worked. Mm-hmm. I think it worked too. I like I, do. I like Zach and him like not taking things too seriously. Him being flippant. I think it keeps everyone else from taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. I like Luke and his domineering mm. in the bedroom. <laughs> but also a little bit in real life because he's yeah. got that teacher. He's a dad. Yeah, he's a teacher. 
teacher. He's, he's a, a teacher. Daddy. He's a daddy. And then Josh coming in with the compassion. I really do think they work. I like the idea of you don't have to be that everything for yes. one other person. There are other people there who can fill in gaps when maybe someone is not at their best or maybe someone can't do it all. So I think it's probably... On the opposite side, that's probably someone could easily like pull back too much and it would be hard mm-hmm. to see sometimes. Uh, but I think that's a real big pause. I'm a I'm strictly a monogamous person myself. That's just my personal preference. But I can definitely see the attractiveness with mm-hmm. a poly relationship because of those aspects of because sometimes you just can't. I remember someone once told me like, oh, you should always get 50 50 in a relationship. And I remember someone else was like, that's not possible. You can't do that. Sometimes it's going to be 70, 30. Sometimes it's going to be this or that. And exactly. It's sometimes going to be 100 and zero. You may not be able to give anything in a moment. And you have to be able to make it work for the other person. But I can see the attractiveness of a poly relationship. I can too. Yeah. Apart from the sex. Mainly I see it in the sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I can also see it out of the If you had those three guys. Yeah. I was going to say it's hard because... And when I read a book like this, I'm like, yeah, I could, I could see, I could see it. And then I think about like in the real world. It doesn't like, translate. Like no, that. never. Because the people aren't like right. That. These are fake yeah. people. Fake yeah. Barriers. Everyone is like crazily flawed. And yes. Yeah. And not just in these ways of like emotional right. torment. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually like super selfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And can we be all mean. Are, yeah. yeah. All of us. So that doesn't necessarily trickle over. In, it, I guess it can. I'm I mean, sure, yeah. I know there are, are poly, like very successful poly relationships. And I do believe that with the right people, it, it can, can be work. great. But I think on the whole, like me thinking about people that I've come in contact with in my own personal life, I'm like, no, never. Yeah. Never. Um, this is how Layla, our main character, feels about her why choose situation. Towards the beginning, right when they're starting the experience, the experiment, they're talking about sharing her. And she says, oh, God, I'll take this secret to the grave. But this right here is what gets me off more than anything else. The idea of being shared. I don't know why, but there's something about being pinned between two guys that is sending my ovaries into overdrive. It feels safe and warm and hot. My wildest, most secret fantasy. Mm-hmm. I'm not hating on that. I don't disagree. Why choose books have never been ones that I've gravitated to just because I just wouldn't typically do like fantasy or contemporary romance. But I'm really liking these. We've had, what, two now? Two. two. And this one is definitely the relationship is actually real versus Yeah, in. I yeah. like, because I, I'm a more of a contemporary girl when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, the Never King. It's fantasy. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like this weird. Weird dynamic. Dynamic. Yeah. But this is like straight up just put in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this, this is like taking like multiple great relationships and putting it in one I yes. feel like yeah what did you guys think about the bullying that Layla experienced it made me mad yeah that was very frustrating uh, I almost it was so bad that my brain because this is what my brain does my brain wants to protect itself and think that can't happen but I know it happens mm-hmm. and that situation has happened to someone and it's not mm-hmm. exaggerated right like right. that yeah. exact thing and unfortunately it's not uncommon no but my brain wants to be like oh this is just like oh just the bullies are fake it's sensational for a book but it's not it no. really happens mm-hmm. to people yeah. i think she handled it very well in the book yeah that's what i was asking too like do you think that it was written no i think it, yeah i yeah. think it was i think it was yeah i think, it was written I think it, well and i think the way that she 
Layla as a as a would you say survivor of or victim? Mm-hmm. victim yeah, of she that? as a victim of that. The way that she was slowly let that out and expressed that, I think that was a very real response. And that and the fact that that might be the reason why she has such a hard time not being defensive with men yeah. and not being, being she open. Has, she has a wall because she had to. She had to. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and oh God, I just fell in love when she had the paperwork. Yes. When she had paperwork that documentation and documentation, she had the receipts. Scroll keeps up with everything. When she had recordings from the custodian mm-hmm. and she had that on file and she had signed paperwork that she tried to speak to these teachers and made them sign papers. I was like, bless you, honey. Mm-hmm. You did your work. A you did 16 your work. year old, 14 to 16 year old is doing this work. Thank God. Like you, that's where that A type personality. Yeah. Like she was able, lives. even when she couldn't protect herself in that moment, in those moments of bullying, she was able to protect her herself and get that documentation yes like i loved it validation yeah for herself and it helped people in the future because she was Mm -hmm. able to give that over or let people see this is a real thing that's been happening and that's and i think that's really why the reunion had to happen in the end because they see that it's continued yeah okay i I didn't think about Mm -hmm. that i can see that yeah Mm -hmm. i can see that and that isn't just Layla that experienced something because she was like, look was at that so locker many. written right there. That's an offensive term right now in this yes. in 2022 or whenever it was. It also did a really good job of showing like how long lasting like your PTSD can be, how mm-hmm. like trauma like really can affect you. And it doesn't just go away because you've done therapy work. It get, can get better and you can learn ways of managing it, but you can still be triggered and you, it still affects how you operate and develop relationships and do different things in Mm -hmm. your life because you're affected by the trauma that has happened to you. And Mm -hmm. also, I'd like to add, what she experienced was chronic. Mm -hmm. It wasn't one instance. It wasn't wasn't like a car accident. Right. And then so she's got PTSD from that, which I'm not minimalizing that at all. That's a very real thing. Mm -hmm. If this was a chronic thing that happened for a long time. So it's probably coming out more as CPTSD. Mm -hmm. And that's... Yeah, that's that's why she's having such trouble mm-hmm. with men, and she has her lists, and is so almost robotic because she has to be, mm-hmm. because that's how she was able to cope, and that's that was how, she, how she was. She set these goals, and she knew she needed to reach these goals to escape this, because no one build herself her. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how much do we hate Amy? I think we already <sighs> talked about it a little bit. Oh but fuck that bitch! Yeah. I like wanted yeah, more distress. I wanted her to be absolutely totally ruined, and I think that she lost her job and. She lost her husband too. Her husband and I, I needed more. Yeah. I like wanted to see her like burn. Yeah. I just want her to I wanted like, to see her like personally humiliated. I don't know if that's right. If I just want not, the rest but. of her life to be hell. I want her to only ever find one sock and the Tupperware containers never match. And she's always out of toilet paper. And I just want everything else to go. Every little thing that can happen to go wrong in her life. I'm the opposite. I think I want other people to be protected from her, but I don't necessarily want. Oh, I'm so angry at her. Anything bad. Mm. Like, I, yeah, I am the kind nice of person, person who's like. You're such a good person. I'm like, Ted Bundy's not a monster. Oh, gosh, Ashley, no. I don't believe in monsters. I don't believe people are monsters. I believe oh people God. have mm-hmm. had things happen to them, and I think people are mentally messed up. So, like, I'm the kind of person who's like. Allie and I are just like, no. Jails need to be really nice. And uh, even if someone's like a crazy person, as long as like the public and the people around them are protected, 
I think I don't think they You're should good. be treated poorly ever. I don't care what. Yeah, they I mean, I can agree with that, but yeah, I do think that there are some people who are evil. I think people do very evil things. Yes, I don't think it starts off that way. No, I don't think it starts off those that people way. Were, but to I don't me, think those it, people were children at one point. Yeah, but I don't think it negates their actions. It doesn't. I think they should. They should not be allowed to do those actions. I think that there are consequences for evil actions i think consequences don't have to be mean is what i'm saying you don't think they have to be right okay that's fine i can i think that that is a better way to do it i think you're the better person by thinking that i just had this conversation with michael like a couple nights ago <laughs> i can see what you're saying so like and i would say like, that that's probably the better way to do it yeah. someone like amy i'm like i want her to be away from children yeah she should never be over children never, yeah. she should i think there's a wisdom of protecting people that's just my personal feelings on things like that but i i completely get the emotions of people being yeah. angry yeah so we hate amy we do we I don't, don't like her. wish harm upon her. You can wish harm upon her. That's your personal. Yeah. I don't, but I don't fictional think character. That being humiliated like that is for, harm. to me for, to, for that to happen to Amy is harm. I got gotcha. you. Well, she's, she's a, a fictional character. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing. I like Snape, and he's a butthole. So <laughs> to, to children, <laughs> to children. Let's make sure we say that to children. <laughs> I'm my double standard. <laughs> so anyway, so we hate Amy, but they had a podcast and they were giving dating tips and they were giving Layla dating tips. Did y'all feel like their tips were good or helpful? I didn't really get the, the tips. I think when they took her out that first time. They yeah, gave her maybe. little tips. Like, yeah. oh, you got to look between your eyelashes and don't cross your arms. And, and she practiced on that guy and then they told her what she did wrong. Yeah. I think that was actually. But once they started having sex. Yeah, I was, was going to say it was very weird to me when it was like, yeah, we're doing this experiment. But I was like, you're not really teaching not her really anything. Teaching anything. You're just getting your dick wet. <laughs> but also when they did at the beginning, I'm one of those people, as soon as someone tells me I need to do X, Y, and Z, I'm like, I'm going to do the fucking opposite. So I was like, don't look through your eyelashes. You can cross your arms. I know. Do what everyone do. Yeah. I don't care. Like they were, I guess they were trying to get her to be more open and yeah. not necessarily and, like. This. And they didn't realize why in why. that moment. They didn't yeah. know why. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it makes, it makes some sense. One of Zach's lessons was getting her to open sexually. <laughs> oh, he gave her all those <laughs> toys. He gave her all the toys, but then they were making her, what did he say? She made a list of all the things she wanted to do in bed. Our girl so Zach, Zach says to her, it's in the bedroom. You get all knotted up. I think this is your last line of defense. If you learn to give up your body, not just to anyone, but to people you actually trust, I think it'll be good for you. And then they spend the next hour edging her. Yes. And she's like blindfolded and shaking. She's sweating all over the place. <laughs> if you're really getting edged, did you, your body start aching like that? Because obviously, it can be painful. Yeah, I've done it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> like if you go that long, is this realistic? I was gonna say be- to me, it's not realistic because I get the your body being sweating and like that stuff. But I think my body shuts down after a certain point of not getting where I want it to go, and then yeah. I would just then I would never be yeah. able to get there. Yeah. Then you have to completely calm yourself down. Yeah. And start all over, which is just fucking frustrating. Yeah. But she says, as soon as his hard rod pushes inside of me, cleaving through my swollen inner walls, I come immediately. My scream of relief is muffled into his neck as my entire body shakes uncontrollably against him. I will say those were some cringy 
anatomy descriptions. It feels like my release lasts forever. Every minute of getting tortured until I was hot and aching is now finally getting paid back. And the sensation is so strong, it carries me away. And they give her more. Yeah. They give her multiple orgasms. Yeah. Mm. That was an intense. That was the one where they were like strapped where she was like right tied to the bed. yeah with black there sat, with is black more silk. edging that happens at the wedding because what happens at the wedding mm-hmm. what do they stick inside of her the beads. the beads oh that's right so she's like being edged the whole time at the, the wedding and can feel uh, i've never heard of metal i've heard of metal <gasps> beads for kegels but never like the benoit balls i feel like they would fall out no have you ever never done benoit balls no let me pull this up. I've heard, I've heard of balls that you hold in for exercise. So, yes, but Benoit balls have a, like a, a ball inside the ball. So as they hit against each other, they vibrate and they like, vi- they, they themselves vibrate. These are connected to a string. These are like a string. But they can, yeah. So they, Benoit balls can be connected to a string. And typically if you're a beginner, you start with a string so that you, you can easily pull them out. And then as you progress with like your ability to tighten your muscles, Kegel. I was going to say, um, I guess I need to work on my Kegels. Then you can just stick the balls in there. Do 10 of them right now. We're all doing Kegels. All of us. <laughs> Raise your eyebrows at the same But then you can just move on to the Benoit balls without them. Ashley just came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, that. this is what I pictured. We're going to have to post yeah. a picture on our... Like the, like, so that's okay. like the yeah. starter. And then this you can take out. So this you can take them out when you get better to just have the balls just themselves. Okay. Yeah, see, I've seen plenty of sex toys, but I never heard of balls on strings. So Let me just, because as just, a recommendation, say Benoit balls are amazing. I feel like they would just... I feel like my pelvic floor is so weak. They would just <laughs> fall right out and then you hear this clank clank on the floor at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. She better not Shit. dance. You're like out on the dance floor. I would like cough and they just my fall out. During the prayer. <laughs> the dinner prayer. Okay, but you got to remember, this is before kids. Yeah, she hasn't had kids yet. So she hasn't had kids yet, so it's a whole other thing. It's a whole other issue. I think I can't cough or sneeze without peeing a little bit. So. Well, so she has the beads in her, and Zach has her outside in like the garden area, and he gives a low grumble of approval, mm. biting my bottom lip and dragging it between his teeth as he dips his fingers into me and delicately scooping out the first fat silver ball. As he tugs at it, the whole string moves deep inside me. I've been on edge for so long, even that small touch is enough to set me off. If I ever find a G-spot, I'll let y'all know. (laughs) Every time I read about a G-spot, I'm like, this is fake news. It ain't. I was going to say, I definitely have a spot. I got a spot. I have a spot when my bladder's full. I I can feel it when my bladder's full. I think it's just the inside of your vagina. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like hitting some inner part of your clit or something. That's that's basically, so that's basically what it is. Yeah, I can see that, like underneath, like those nerves. But yeah, (laughs) there's a certain area for me that is more sensitive. I gotcha. So was there anything that you didn't like about the book? You said the gaslighting. Yeah, that and then I didn't feel like Amy got enough. Yeah. Those were my two complaints. But in terms of their, outside of the the gaslighting moments, and and there wasn't a ton of that. It was really mostly like condensed into that one Mm -hmm. scene. I really felt like it was a very well 
put together book. What about I you, I thought Ashley? so. I think what Zach did, so what Zach did was he had sex with her. <laughs> he pulled those beads he out of her. pulled those beads out. Had sex with her. And then she told him she loved him, and he broke up with her mm-hmm. at the wedding. Mm-hmm. He did not have sex with her with the intention of breaking up with her, but he did it But he did after. have a feeling that he might do that. He did. He yeah. did have a feeling that it might be coming because that was his way, his pattern. Mm-hmm. Because of um, normally, I'd have been like, no comeback. Mm-hmm. No comeback. But because the backstory was so rich and yeah. so well told and expressed, mm-hmm. and he actually worked through grief, and it was built up that he hadn't worked through mm-hmm. grief yet in mm-hmm. the book, and then he does, I was okay with it. Yeah. I think a lot of books don't do justice with seeing the male like pattern of grief and then mm-hmm. how to work through that mm-hmm. and come out that on the other end. And so sometimes we don't see that very well. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. And I felt like this this book, I would agree with that. Yeah. I was very mad when that happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I texted y'all. Yeah, like yeah. what? Yeah, but then I do feel like there was redemption. Yeah, and then yeah. Luke breaks up with her. Yeah, and immediately mm-hmm. after Zach does, Luke takes the opportunity to be like, "Okay, this is we're done. I, I, we should be done. I need to protect." myself and right because amy at her wedding to this other man his ex-wife amy his ex-wife had just been like telling him that he wore rose-colored glasses and that she was never in love with him Mm -hmm. so of course he's having these and i understood i understood yeah and and i think it was bad timing and josh recognizes that right and that is where josh comes in and josh is like don't you see what you did and then josh has to realize what he does that he he had loved her that whole time mm-hmm. and d- never mm-hmm. told her yeah and but i think they all saw like their selfishness they and did they came around i didn't love how quick she was to forgive like they did yeah. the live podcast and she comes back and in that same conversation she's like I forgive you I love you I wanted a little bit more of like them proving to her that they had changed and that they recognized exactly what they had done to her Mm -hmm. I didn't need it from Josh but I did need it from Luke Luke and Zach Zach. a little bit more yeah I think it would have been good like if there was a little bit more before they did that seven hour long Mm -hmm. podcast because the seven hour long podcast stunt was so adorable yes like they (laughs) said they were going to go for 48 hours yeah they were ready they like had their Food and water, yeah. they were ready. They were going to go for 48 hours on this live podcast to try to get her back. Mm-hmm. And I can't even were, imagine. They were on hour seven when she finally tuned in. So I thought that was super cute mm-hmm, yeah. as a plot point. But I agree with you that it's something like before that. Yeah, they maybe. needed to have done something more. Yeah. It, maybe if they had, I know they use the excuse of if we put anything out, it draws more attention. But I think for her, it would have been more if they had defended her in some way more. Yes. Personally. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then they did the podcast. I would have felt better about it. They do start defending her on the podcast. When they yeah. Do that yeah. But they I do, think but I wanted it, it before. if they had done it before mm-hmm. and she didn't feel quite so totally alone and abandoned and so hated online. The I same think that, thing happened to her over again. Yeah. That, yeah. Then I think that... By the time they did the podcast, I wouldn't feel like, don't forgive them just yet. Right. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't when she walks in the room. Yeah. So that was good. I was like, she didn't immediately like, oh, you're doing this podcast for me for sure. She made them have a talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get the being quick to, because she does love them. Yeah. So I get like, how could that could happen? Before the epilogue, it ends with her going on their podcast and... 
giving some of her advice and Layla says, everyone you love will hurt you in some way. Most of them, I hope, will do it by accident. Some of them will do it on purpose. Don't let them win by letting it harden you. Stay trusting and hopeful. Fall in love again and again and again. It'll be okay. I promise. And ladies, pee after sex. <laughs> Amen. Which she did not I do. do. She a did times. not do. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't always. Ma'am. Oh, no. Literally straight to the body. Straight to the body. Sometimes. You don't. Okay. Here's the thing. Hurt us. Here's the thing. I love, 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 love being so satisfied. And when I have a good orgasm, it almost immediately, I want to fall asleep. And so sometimes I get a good orgasm and then I just roll over and go straight to Mm-mm. sleep. UTI central. I haven't had one in years. You're just a different you, breed, You just Allie. have a unicorn vagina. I do not. <laughs> the only other question I had was, would you read any of her other books? Hundred percent. I think we already. I might have already asked that. It's contemporary, so I don't. I'm not sure, but only because it's contemporary, and because I have so much I have to read. I will say, if I had a lot of reading free time, I have read all four of her books, and the ones that stick out to me the most are this one and the three Swedish mountain men. That one was really cute too. I would like to hear that. Are there? Is there an special? Like a specific order I need to read them in? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're not connected. They're not connected. Okay. No. Did we ever discuss our favorite smutty parts? Oh. No. Go for it. I liked when Luke finally came in the picture. Mm-hmm. And then he came on her back. It was a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did love. I will find any way to bring a TV show into this. Into this. I'll um, be honest. When a character pulls out and goes on, it never feels that realistic to me. And I don't know why. Because I don't, I, I like it when the character is like so in the moment that they don't have the forethought to like pull They're just out. in the, they're the so like of wrapped up and like, yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't in her when he did that. Oh yeah, that's true. He wasn't, was he? No. Zach was up her bum and Josh had, was in her mouth. Because yeah. yeah. he had fingered her in her bum and yeah. then mm-hmm. slammed his dick into it. Which I was like. Didn't feel. I will say I didn't mm-hmm. think that that like part that was done well. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like Luke coming on her back. Mm-hmm. I liked the very first time. I think it was. Was it Zach that went down on her? And she was in Josh's lap. No, it was Josh that went down on her. Josh went down on her lap. and she was in Zach's lap. That was. I loved that. And then I did the end with the balls. Mm. Yeah. I, I did like yeah. that. I liked it because it was, I haven't read a ton of With smut that, scenes yeah. or something like that has happened yeah that's true yeah i just like the idea of three guys yeah that's I not like bad that. at all when she said that this is like her fantasy and she likes the idea of being like sandwiched in between them i was like yeah i could see that yeah i like that thought. on a cold winter's morning be nice and toasty warm mm-hmm. but then i think about sleeping next to two men for the whole night and only if it's in a king size bed would I be okay with it. Yeah. Like the bed would have to be big enough. My bed is a king size and it would not be big enough. I was going to say, we have a king. And I'm ti- we're tiny people. I have a king with wall and that's like, it is big enough for just the two of us. It'd have to be a California king, I guess, if there was another person there. You could just have a bed specially made. There is like the Alaska king, which is two king beds. Put together. Put together. And they, and they give me more for, by for Salacious that. Players. I think they made their most comment at the end about how they had built a special bed mm. for all of for, them. For them. Yeah. For the, the three con- of them. Yeah, Drake the contractor built. Drake, Isabel, and Hunter. Yeah, he built a special bed for all of them. I haven't read extra, that one. Extra, extra long. Mm. Mm. 
I'm sorry. That, I'm obsessed with salacious flavors right now. So any chance <laughs> that I can bring that in, I'm about to bring it up. Sarah Kate, I love you. <laughs> Even though we dogged eyes Even on we dogged her <laughs> on the previous episode. All right. Where do we want to put this on the vibration scale? I think a two. Yeah, I'd give it a two. There were some times like where I was like, I'd do a two and a, two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Really? I feel like it's so jaded though because I'm I'm so confused at this point. Cause we've, I know. It's kind of so like, many, like, am I saying it for me or if I'm recommending it to someone? It depends on per, what they like to read. I think in a contemporary romance. Yeah. It's pretty damn smutty. It's pretty smutty because it's this isn't a dark book. No, at it's all. not a dark. You know? It's not like we have any crazy extra things going on that's gonna make you go like oh are um, like the sh- there's no real shock factor in this in terms of the smut. So to me it feels like there's just a lot of smut. Mm-hmm. And you know what a two point five means if we've it's it rounds up to a three. I would I would be okay with saying a three. For the genre. For, the, for, genre, for the genre for what it is. Okay. If I'm recommending it to someone, yeah. They're not going to, they don't need to jump into this I having like never read I like how unassuming smut. you like look at it and you're like, this, this looks a like book. a cute little cartoon book. Okay. And okay. it's spicy. Y'all know what that means though, right? Mm. I do. To all, right, all the smut lovers out there, we did it. We got two threes in a row. Two. A triple, a triple crown. A tri- <laughs> not yet. Maybe Nick will say. Oh, two threes in a row. <laughs> I thought you were saying three in a row. <laughs> Math is hard for me. All right, smut lovers. It's a three! Uh, 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 yeah. So I am super excited about next week. Next week, we have Sarah coming on from Sarah in Wonderland. You can follow her on Instagram. She is an amazing, amazing support system for the LGBTQIA community. And she has a lot of professional knowledge on sex positivity and sex in books and why women particularly tend to gravitate towards smutty books and maybe monster smutty books and all the other things that we're talking about here on the podcast. So we're not really necessarily jumping into a book to read. We're just going to have her on to talk about various different books and what they bring to the table in terms of genres and just kind of what happens in them. The good stuff. I will say, go follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. I love her stuff. I love her content. She is so amazing. I love her. I go to her with so many questions and answers and so much support and she's such a support system for marginalized communities her page is a plethora a wealth of information all right so be sure to tune in next week you guys thanks for listening to this episode of the rainy day smut brigade this show was produced by ashley Allie, and hannah you can follow us on instagram you can email us with any questions or book recommendations for future episodes at the rainy day smut brigade at gmail.com don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use it truly helps us out so much we are so thankful for all of our listeners international and and domestic, you guys. Yes, you guys rock. <laughs> we love it. And as we like to say, good sex to you. Good sex to you. Good sex to you. And go and find yourself a gaggle of men dedicated totally and solely to your pleasure. Amen. Let it be so. Down tonight.